If you're an achievement-minded person and you feel like you've plateaued, this is the episode for you. And I'm not going to give you a list of other things to achieve. Not at all. I just want to share what I've learned because you have more left in the tank. There are things you want to accomplish and do and you feel stuck. Where do you go from here? There is some good news. What if the struggle is what makes you stronger, even more resilient, even more fulfilled? Welcome to the next simple step. I'm Paul Goldsmith. In the previous episode, I shared the way to gain confidence. It's when you have the courage to do hard things because that's the only way to know if you can actually do the thing and that builds your confidence. Now let's take it one step further and talk about what it's going to take for you to get to the next level. Each time you achieve a new peak, there's a new challenge of greater proportions and you have to build the courage to do it all over again. You get to a certain level and it seems insurmountable. This is as far as you can go, or at least are willing to go at this point. You have fear that is masquerading as comfort. As Pope Benedict said, the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Think of someone great. Who comes to mind? Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a firefighter or a soldier. What do they have in common? They've all sacrificed something for others. Who are some other greats of history? Who comes to mind? Maybe it's Martin Luther King or Winston Churchill. Or Let's go way back. Maybe it's Jesus Christ. Each of them had a purpose greater than themselves. They didn't take the comfortable, easy route. They chose to do hard things for the benefit of others. You were made for greatness, and that means helping others achieve their greatness. But it starts really with a self-inventory. What are your unique giftings? What were you put on this planet to do? What would you do if you were not afraid? I do think it's helpful to take a minute to, to really reflect and be grateful because the majority of people throughout history, they didn't really have a choice. Everything was hard, and then they died. They lived in abject poverty, and they didn't have the luxury to worry about the things that you and I worry about, mortgages or paying for college or saving for retirement. They worried about whether they would lose a child during birth or have enough to feed that child should they live. And so we live in an age of abundance and overconsumption and overcomfort. If we forget to start from a heart of gratitude, we kind of take for granted the things that we have in our life. Be grateful, but also realize maybe it's your stuff, maybe it's your comforts that's making you miserable, that's creating anxiety, because you were made for greatness. When you eat comfort food made by other people, or go home and sit in a lazy boy, and then sleep on a select comfort mattress, you're suffering from affluenza. You're too affluent. And this isn't to make you feel guilty. I'm right there with you. It's helpful for us to acknowledge that more stuff isn't the solution. It's not going to bring contentment or fulfillment or growth. More hustling is not the answer either. As Brene Brown has said, you either walk into your story and own your truth or you live outside of your story hustling for your worthiness. And so I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm trying to say that you just need to work harder to earn value 
to hustle for your worthiness, but rather to step into your story to fulfill the great life that you were put on this planet to fulfill. And so if you've hit a plateau in life, be grateful. This can be a time of rest and reflection, but don't stay there. What do you have to do to be great? First of all, after you've identified your giftings, your unique talents and opportunities, the next step is really to work on yourself, to get better, to learn from mentors, to read books on the subject, and to discipline yourself to be the best version of yourself. No one is coming to save you. And it's your job to work more on yourself than you do your job because you are your most valuable asset. If you break down, run out of energy, and get out of the game, it's game over. You can't help anyone else. What do you have to do to be more self-disciplined, to build a stronger body, to be more mentally focused, and to spiritually have alignment and depth with your soul? Write it down right now. What disciplines in your life is it going to take to build those muscles physically, mentally, and spiritually? Only you know what it's going to take and then build the discipline to do it. Progress, not perfection. Self-discipline is the key to freedom and unlocking the greatness in yourself. They actually did a study of a thousand people over a 40-year span in New Zealand the study's called the Dunedin Multidisciplinary Health and Development Study, and the headline of their summary is, Childhood Self-Discipline Predicts Adult Quality of Life. And I'll read from the summary. Boys and girls with weak self-control had worse health, less wealth, less skilled parenting, and more crime as adults than those with stronger self-control. And the pattern held at every point along the gradient of self-control. Now, maybe you didn't have the most structured childhood. That's okay. Part of growing up and growing in wisdom means you get to decide for yourself what's best for your life. It's never too late to become self-disciplined. It's a practice, a way of life. Every single day, choose to invest in yourself and do what it takes because you were made for greatness and anything inhibiting your growth has to go. You know deep down the disciplines required to strengthen your mind, body, and soul. So write down one in each category and let's get started. Take the next simple step now and have the courage to commit because you're worth it. You were made for greatness. Now go be great.